why do we call some movies classics? Well, I have no idea for sure. However, rewatchability seems to be part of it. Which is interesting when I look through the list of Best Picture Oscars over the years, because not all of these movies are by any means classics. Time has not been kind to a lot of them, and truly, they should remain forgotten. On the other hand, classic movies seem to almost transcend generations, and are watched again and again. And some of these movies even get the honor of going one step further and become almost like sacred cows. These movies are so universally loved that it's like a sin not to like it or dare you criticize it in any way. In this episode, Glenn and I are going to examine one of these sacred cows and find, does it hold up under our razor sharp analysis? Please consider with us 1994's The Shawshank Redemption on Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And I'm Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the 1994 film Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Um, Chris, this was your pick under the theme. I'm just going to call the theme Sacred Cows. Are you cool with that? (laughs) That actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. That is... That's a good title. I mean, this movie is... Beloved by by yeah. fans, despite not having a great box office showing, which I think is interesting. But um, yeah, not what, especially ranked number one on IMDb, I believe, as like the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. So you know, according to the internet, which we should all believe everything the internet says, this is the best movie ever made. Yeah, uh, and everyone <laughs> should yeah worship it, and it's all, <laughs> offers sacrifices every year at its <laughs> release date. <laughs> yes yeah and, and life yeah and, and and life will be good for you for another year right and i think our job today is despite whatever hate mail we may get as a result is to break it down like does it hold up to that yeah. that label or that uh that mantle does it fulfill that as sort of one of the greatest movies of all time yeah i know and that's always anytime a movie over it seems it seems like throughout the history of film, whenever a movie mm-hmm. is, whatever at the time, yeah. zeitgeist, mm-hmm. um, when some movie gets that title, it's not a movie that a lot of people end up watching. I mean, think of, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. besides film students, I mean, how many people mm-hmm. go out and watch Citizen Kane? I know a Very lot of true. Pe- I know a lot of people have never seen it. Yeah, um, myself included. Uh, yeah, who don't want to and are yeah. fine are fine with anyone telling them it's a great movie without ever actually bother watching it. Uh-huh. Um, Citizen Kane is a great movie. I w- hmm. you know it's but it's not one of my top hundred favorite movies or something. Um, well, so, it, so 
yeah yeah and i i think there i think what is interesting about this movie and and we may be jumping the gun a little bit here but like uh <clears throat> you know i mean to a certain extent to validate or invalidate whether or not this is one of the or the greatest movie ever made like you kind of have to approach that from the standpoint of like well what defines to you yeah a great movie right um mm-hmm. i i think this movie it it pushes a lot of buttons that as an audience makes you feel good but does that mean it's the same it's on the same sort of pedestal as a great work of art right yeah. um and and i i really honestly i had sort of an emotional roller coaster in watching this movie trying you know i i came into it almost a little bit cynical like Right. <laughs> Where can I poke holes in this? And is this really, you know, do we need to pull it down a peg or whatnot? And then coming back to, you know, I love this movie. I, I And I've watched it a number of times and, and sort of trying to like balance that, you know, that position between is it quote unquote good and what does that mean? You know, in, is enjoyable the same as good? You know what I mean? Right, um, because yeah, we we we've 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 tried to sound smart and, and talk about like what is art, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> and largely we'll, failed. Right, so we'll do it again. Um, and what what makes something artistic or great mm-hmm. or important is is a I mean, <laughs> how how do we, how do we answer that and. Yeah. Um, you know, for movies, is it just a, a is for is for movies is for movies is that <laughs> is that English? <laughs> I think it's not, right, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, it's English. I'm, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so for movies, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. do they do they even have the same criteria? For one, is you know, right. we're talking about do they save the world, not if they're mm-hmm. art or not. Um, mm-hmm. That's a totally different question, and. You know, for me, for movies to be enjoyable, I always think of, you know, the rewatch factor. Yeah, is this, is right. this something I would bother rewatching? Mm-hmm. Or is it once enough and I've seen it and I'm glad I did, but I don't need to ever see right. that again. And I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can appreciate that was a great movie, but I will, you know, that was just whatever. Um, yeah. So, I, so those no, kind of questions need to be asked, to, for no. me at least. I was thinking about this a little bit and sort of like trying to tie it back to food and restaurants and stuff like that. Like (laughs) Shawshank is not McDonald's, right? It's not, it's not like a schlocky, just popcorn movie. I'm going to like sit back and watch a bunch of dudes run around and shoot guns and you know, that kind of thing. But I also am not sure that it's like, you know, Michelin star, you know, seven course chef's tasting menu quality either. I feel like it's kind of in the middle a little bit. So where What's in the middle? Not, um, <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Um, well, I, so what I mean is like... You mean like Applebee's? Well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you, so funny are, you say that. Are you I was saying it's the Applebee's of movies? Is that what you just called Shawshank? It's a it's a Bloomin' Onion at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> 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 no, 
No, honestly, like I was thinking about this today, and I think that I think that doesn't do it justice. I think it's better than that. Um, I, yes, you know, but but I I did I did think about like I'm is this. Is this the three-star Michelin restaurant, or is this some something lower? And I kind of came down on something lower, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not. And I, I think maybe this way... <laughs> I think... All right, I'm going to cut to the chase. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. However, and I don't think it was designed to carry that, that, yeah, that yeah, weight. Yeah. It definitely, right, right. you know, it just... It can't hold up under that weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know... <laughs> So, you know, it's not Applebee's, even though <laughs> it's probably closer to the, yeah, Outback Steakhouse a little bit. <laughs> uh, you can get some, like, is Chili's still a thing? I mean, the fajitas at Chili's. All right, let's, put, let's say, wh- which one of those restaurants is most likely to sponsor us, Glenn? And then we'll just put that as, we can edit this bit in. Like, we'll just well, say, it's definitely the blank I, I of we- restaurant chains. I mean, honestly, I think we're back to McDonald's at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, we're oh, we're not even there yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun to revisit I, yeah. this. I, I love have, this movie. I, yeah, I do too, and I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, but I did. I, I approached it with sort of like almost a critical, cynical eye, and I feel like I had that while watching it. And then in reflecting on it, kind of came back around to, you know, it's just, it's, it's nice to see a good story portrayed with yeah. good characters that you care about, you know, and th- there's a huge part of this, which is the, the passage of time and the friendship and the community. And, and like, um, it's easy, I think, to overlook that when you're sort of thinking about it more critically from that sort of almost cold perspective of like, is this a good or worthy movie? Um, and, and so I feel like in watching it, that's kind of where I was. And then being able to step back and say like, yeah, but I love it. I I love the people. I love the characters. I love the relationships. There's so many fun moments in this movie. Yeah. Um, and to sort of let go of some of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And I was telling people that this was the movie this week and everyone said oh yeah i love that movie Uh and i was like yeah i mean it's it's an excellent movie it's like like do you remember the last time you saw it and like "Eh, no Mm -hmm. you know so it's something that again everyone seems to have seen it and everyone sees it loves it Mm -hmm. Um, but you know again it's not necessarily a movie like yeah let's just watch (laughs) let's watch Shawshank tonight or (laughs) you know it's not that kind of movie but it doesn't have to be either that doesn't that doesn't say anything about the quality because you're right it has if they made movies like this today which they don't Mm -hmm. very often I would be very happy you know you just you touched upon it it's like it has characters in it that you you give a damn about you know that it it has 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 people in it humans (laughs) <laughs> it does. And, and I think, you know, I, I want to come back to, I had a real question of what, what is it about this movie that so many people are drawn to? And I don't want to spend some time there. Um, but, but coming back to what you just said, um, so much of this is character driven. It, it, it's character yeah. and relationship driven. Right. And you get to know these people, like there is a, 
there is a big part of this movie that is just like watching friendships develop and sure yeah that's exactly. wonderful like like yeah we could all be so lucky you know and the irony is we're watching these people in prison which is another thing i'm, I'm curious about um your perspective on but like there's there's a part of this which is like these people have been forced together and now we're sort of observing them as they develop real meaningful relationships and i think i think there's there's something there's some questions there about uh, about that or maybe a larger kind of like social like <laughs> impact or whatnot but um but I just don't, I just don't think you get that as much in, yeah, a lot of like more modern movies that seem like they, they feel the need to be sort of quick paced and action packed. This is a, this is a slow journey over decades of time with these people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it is, um, and it, it makes, yeah, there, there's, there's no sense that the 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 movie is in any interest other than mm. serving the mm -hmm. story in the sense mm -hmm. like here's the story you the audience you can you can plot along with us or not mm -hmm. but we're not going yeah. to um and in fact that that is a question I had I, I want to ask you and I don't know mm. when we could get to it but I'll just introduce the idea now is mm -hmm. just the the pacing and um, editing of the of of this I'd never read yeah. the, you know, I've never read the book. That's why I no, watch no. movies. There's, you don't, you don't, that's, so I have nothing, I don't compare it to the book in any way. No, but let's I, be honest. We're in Neanderthals here. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, show me the pretty pictures. Yeah. That's why, that's why we do this rather than a book review. Exactly. Um, but, you know, Stephen King has yeah. written so many well not screenplays but he has so many adaptations of his work totally. I, I don't yeah. know how i don't i haven't heard him complain personally about this one um he hasn't he hasn't complained no. to me at least so <laughs> no he said this was one of his favorites is that right okay yeah he did he did well, he said he said of of all the adaptations of his work this was one of his his favorites and and not you know and and this stands out from Stephen King's uh, oeuvre, what is that the right word? Um, sure. And, you know, it's it's not horror, right? It's it's right. yeah, right. More dramatic, right? And it's from a sh uh, a book of novellas, um, right? Yeah. Which honestly, like, I feel like a lot of Stephen King adaptations that are successful are more of his short stories or that's, novellas. Where that's the way it seems. Yeah. Yeah, you can take sort of the crux of the idea and then make a movie around it versus trying to reproduce an entire, you know, 600 page novel. Yeah. That uh, for the screen. It, yeah, exactly. That seems to yeah. fail. Most authors mm -hmm. having their books adapted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't hear Stephen King either re returning any of those checks back either from the money he pocketed from adaptations. So I don't, do, I don't feel... Do, okay, I don't, so I literally, he, before we got he on... He did? He did. This wow. one specifically. <laughs> Good for he, him. <laughs> he never cashed the check and he sent it back to the director, Frank... Uh, oh, crap. What's his name? Frank DeMont or... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's it. 
it's Ain't not it? quite it. Frank, oh, Darabont. Darabont. Frank oh, Darabont. Darabont. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Which Very we good. should talk more about him. But yeah. he, he sent the check back framed with a note that said, if you ever need bail money. Really? Wow. Yeah. Stephen King is even cooler than I thought. <laughs> I know. And, and like, at, at first when I read that, I was like, wait, is that sort of a dig? Like, I know he's not crazy about The Shining, the Kubrick movie. Mm-mm. Um and I thought, oh, is this like a dig at, at, at the movie? But I guess it's just like a, a friendly gesture that he made, which I thought so was really cool yeah, to read. He's just yeah. being cool. Man, that's <laughs> <He> amazing. <is. laughs> Thank you. You did, Yeah, you actually did homework and stuff. I'm, I'm, I did a little bit. <laughs> I'm really impressed. <laughs> well, you know, uh, um, where to dive in? Like, yeah, I do want to come back to, and maybe we should talk a little bit about the movie first, but I do want to come back to like, what are the things that you or I think are the elements that make this a movie that people hold in such high regard? I think that's probably the direction that makes the most sense because, um, yeah, we can give our two cents worth about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we kind of already did introduce the idea that, (laughs) you know, is, is this, is this the greatest work ever of movies? Mm-hmm. But, but why? I think it is an interesting question as to why does it strike a chord with so mm-hmm. many people? At least, it, not just people I know, but like, mm-hmm. like you read reviews and people seem to, like you, like you said, it's Sacred Cow. It's a movie yeah. that is, you know, it's flawless or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. deserves to be noted for its quality. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, maybe before we get there, you know. Uh, some of what I love about this movie is I think it has an amazing cast. Um, yeah, there are, there are so many, uh, that guys, like so many folks in this, you know, <laughs> character actors or yeah. players or whatnot, you know, that are, that are wonderful in this. Um, and you know, um, <laughs> following on from our last episode, aliens, uh, Mark Rolston, right, <laughs> is, is in this. He's as, good in everything, dude. Uh, seriously, like he—he's great. I mean, okay, in this movie, he plays a horrible, horrible person, Boggs, oh, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the the antagonist of uh, Andy Dufresne, one of uh, them. Our, our star, yeah, yeah one of them. <laughs> um, but he has such an extensive. Mark Rolston has such an extensive. Uh, 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 list of credits to his name just movies and tv and video games and voice acting and and stuff this guy has just been working forever um but yeah he he is our connective tissue between aliens (laughs) and the shawshank and and maybe that's where it was just god's hand directing us to this movie (laughs) was through mark yeah yeah. (laughs) And and of course, you know, Tim Robbins somewhat early, like Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, like a little bit early, like both of these are accomplished actors at this point in their career. Right. Um, They've all big. Yes. They were big enough names to clearly star in a, you know, 
Morgan right. Freeman was becoming. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they both were. They were. They were. They were. Bo- I mean, Morgan Freeman seems to have been famous like in forever to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. I grew, I grew up with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and, totally. Yeah. And he was old when I was a kid, and I, <laughs> he must be like two hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, but and nar- narrating all of our lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is the narrator of our lives. Mm-hmm. That's gonna but be. But what my I read was him. that this was his first. This movie was his first role where he did narration voiceover. No um, way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And originally, this was cast as. You know his name Red, and there's a joke where he's like, "Oh, maybe because I'm Irish." Like, Irish. like, why do you why do you call you Red? Like, must be because I'm Irish. Yeah. Like, but... originally it was cast as a, a white Irish guy, and, um, <laughs> and 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 the director wanted Morgan Freeman for his presence, his uh, yeah, uh, gr- the gravitas that he brought to it, and his voice as well. Uh, but they left that line in there as sort of a joke. So um, I love <laughs> I love that that line in the movie. No, I remember. Um, that yeah as uh being funny <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then he went on to do march of the penguins so you know, yeah it all started here <laughs> it started with this in fact that's one of my and one of my questions too is is i am not a fan of narration and anything but yeah a docu- but mm-hmm. a documentary agree and you know a question that asked too is doesn't need it um, because it's, I mean, anytime you have a book, you have another mm-hmm. voice narrating anyway, in, right. in a sense, in your head. Um, you know, is this, a, is this a movie that, I mean, I guess you can argue any movie needs Morgan Freeman to narrate. <laughs> you, you, you can take it from that direction. <laughs> yeah, you can't, that's you can't, fair. You can't really say... <laughs> You, if you have the option, it's like, well, duh, I'm going to get Morgan Freeman to narrate it. Wait a minute. Hold on. So, so Silence of the Lambs really suffered because there wasn't enough Morgan Freeman? Think of how good it would have been, though. If Clarice he... walked into the house. She walked. Now, you said you weren't going to do any. Damn it. You were going to do no impressions of Morgan Freeman. Well, you, got, you got me doing it. To be fair. I wouldn't call it an impression. I would call it a very, very bad um, approximation. <laughs> uh, no, but but I I think the voiceover narrative is an interesting thing about this movie because I I feel like you know watching it this last time, I felt like okay, how much of sort of the emotional weight of the story is being told to us through his voice versus shown on the screen. Right. And that, that was one of my complaints about it is I felt like it was a crutch that the movie leaned on. Now, again, is it enough of a crutch to like ding the movie for? I'm not sure, but it, it definitely leaned on on that as a device to tell the story especially with the passage of time well let's because right? yeah yeah so to take it another to angle at it let's say mm-hmm. it's not morgan freeman who's narrating it right we have a different paul giamatti narrative. yeah or like <laughs> gilbert godfrey or something <laughs> 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 Can I do a Gilbert Godfrey impression? Is that okay? Yeah, you can do that. Andy Dufresne. 
what crawled through 500 yards? I can't do impressions, so this is all terrible, terrible, terrible audio. <laughs> That's a keeper. Um, so, yes, like if you take out the right. Morgan Freeman factor, uh-huh. do, do we need a narrator? Because I do think mm-hmm. at times it takes away from the gravity and the focus of where we could have just seen it yeah, just as well as like, you know, heard him explain what we're supposed to see in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so one of the things that I did, because I, I was in this place of like, I'm feeling critical of it and, and feeling like I'm coming in trying to sort of like shoot down this, again, the sacred cow thing. Right. Um, right. And then coming out of it, I was like, no, am I just being like, petty and and, mm-hmm. and and overly critical so i went and like read some reviews i read like roger ebert ebert's mm-hmm. review mm-hmm. i actually watched a clip of of siskel and ebert which is a show that i grew up on and yeah, loved me, watching yeah, as a too. kid yeah uh, them talking about this movie and one of the things that ebert said was you know and i think this is true of the book which is this story is from red's perspective, perspective. morgan freeman right right so and so the there's none of it that's actually from uh, Andy Dufresne, Tim <clears throat> Robbins's perspective. It's all outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, while I do feel like the, the voiceover and the narrative is a bit of a crutch for the movie, I kind of feel like it's justified in that it is telling a story about a person from someone else's perspective and maybe that's not possible through just simple visual storytelling i'm not sure i i that's kind of where i landed was like starting off feeling feeling like ah this is all the reason people love this is because it's morgan freeman telling you what to feel (laughs) and then kind of coming back from that a little bit feeling like all right it's kind of justified yeah, I I ended up I ended up on the fence on that one because it mm-hmm. it is it is something I absolutely despise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I just I just think it, like in to generalize, it's lazy um, yeah. to yeah. to give us a narrator. You know, we're not right. We're not reading a book. We're not mm-hmm. even watching a play. We're watching a movie. Right, right. Um, so we don't need someone to tell us what they could show us. But at the same time, I mean, I can't really. If you have Morgan Freeman in your movie, you might as well <laughs> use his his brilliance in any way you can. You know, yeah. it's like you have Tom Brady, and you say, "Don't, don't try, don't to... throw the in, not inflated balls." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to come back and win the game. That you know, but but that said, I I think I think it's worth calling it out because going back to the like, why do people love this movie so much? I think that's a part of it. Um, Sure. And, and yeah. I think it's a part we they're... remember. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember Morgan Freeman and talking, and I could listen to that for a couple hours easy. Yes. But, like, are we giving it a pass? Um, <laughs> and I feel like, to a certain extent, yes. And, and, and I feel like that's also okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, sure, maybe exposition and narrative uh like voiceover is lazy um in general and then maybe there are certain movies where 
it works and it's okay. And again, this is why <laughs> this is why it's not the three star Michelin. It's a great Applebee's. Well, that's what I was, actually I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say something <laughs> similar to that. In that, I think maybe that is one of the reasons it does not get to take on that title of mm-hmm. you know it is because okay, it's it would have been it would be interesting to see it. Almost yeah. without that, if they're totally if that, were, if that was a cut of this movie without mm. you know how like Blade Runner, right? The original yep. Blade Runner had no mm-hmm. narration. Right. Then they made them put Harrison Ford's mm-hmm. narration in there. And then they took <laughs> it out again on the on the I, I don't know. I have like five cuts of that movie and I can't this is, wh- okay which yeah. one is the real one. But I know there, Sup- there, there's super, one without one. Super quick aside, this is why it's gonna be impossible to ever do Blade Runner on this because it's like, well, which one do we watch? But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex- ex- well, exactly. So there's like five official releases. Right. So, um, but there is like point being there is a there is a version of Blade Runner that you can see without mm-hmm. um, that's cut like Ridley Scott wanted it without the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be it would be curious to see this as. Um, of a film would it would it hold up yeah without that that um i, I you can't I, there's no way i know that you can just turn that off i'm sure somebody in somewhere has <laughs> has made a version that they've taken out the narration it would be i think creep, it would be, be a creepier it, movie <laughs> i think it'd be really interesting because i i really came down on like you said on the fence on is this does this add or aid you know what i mean mm-hmm. um right um the story so and i feel a little bit you know ambivalent about that um and at the end of the day i i enjoy this movie and i i, I don't feel as compelled to come up with an answer but it was definitely something on my mind as, as i was watching it one of the themes that I really internalized or took away that I feel also contributes to maybe why so many people love this movie is, you know, there, there is a lot of injustice that is shown in this. I mean, starting even with like Andrew's Andrew, Andrew's conviction for something we find out later he didn't do. Um, Also, you see it in, you see it in in Morgan Freeman's character as he's up against the parole board, and clearly he's been in prison for 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 decades. And you know, it, it it takes thirty years of this movie for him to finally get parole. So there's like that injustice. There's the I think injustice. forty. I think it's forty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, which is crazy. And that yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> and then there's you know the injustice of like the guards and the system and and the warden and i think i feel like this movie does a great job of setting up all of these things that you as a viewer feel like a visceral that's wrong mm-hmm. reaction to and then this movie pays all of them off it it everyone gets their comeuppance you know everyone gets out <laughs> right. uh, the warden you know gets his uh, just desserts uh and so there's it's like this the movie is like set you up for this like <laughs> emotional uh, uh uh roller coaster and then like you get the loop-de-loop at the end and you feel great uh, as the viewer which i think is 
going back to you know why do people like this i think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons is that right. it ha- it has an ending where all that pent up frustration mm-hmm. and anger gets mm-hmm. you know we we get we get it gets paid off in that yeah. in that regard because um i i was you know i watched this um the first time i saw this movie was with 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 with, with my wife and then mm-hmm. um we didn't watched it together until last week when we mm. watched it again for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think she's seen him. She's seen it more than twice. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it in like a ton of times. But mm-hmm. we were both commenting on um, you know just the 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 criminal justice system and the penal oh, yeah. system mm-hmm. in our in our country. How there yeah. is you know every time red goes up. It, it, his his last time is the best, of course, because right, he's, right. he's like I don't even know. What yeah. you're ta- you know what you're talking about like re- mm-hmm. you know there, because there is absolutely no effort in the prison system to re- rehabilitate right or restore anybody it's it's mm-hmm. a penal system it is designed <laughs> sorry that's just a, my adolescent brain just kicked into gear <laughs> but it is a, it is a system to to punish you it has no other purpose than to make you punished it is not to it's not to a, no. Not no. to re- its not to redeem you. There's, no, th- that's the irony of the title, the Shawshank uh, exactly. Redemption. I was just there, say, yeah, <laughs> there is no redemption. Right, the redemption comes from you know the the rebellion against the injustice of Pre- the system. Precisely. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that um, I mean, I think I think this movie, if anything, is a really good commentary on the on this. I mean, the state of. You know, how do we view crime mm-hmm. in our country and what do we do with criminals? And, right. um, you know, and it's a it's a hugely complicated, politically mm-hmm. charged and emotion, emotional question. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and this movie set in the 50s and the 60s, which feels antiquated and removed from where we are today. But, you know, the the added injustice on top of everything you just said is the fact that it's a business and a, re- a money-making system now, yeah. right? So you add on top of the, the right. <laughs> we don't need to rehabilitate. No, it's actually in our interests not to, right? It's better to keep folks it's in, not, in prison. Exactly. It's not yeah. good for business um, no. to, to do that, even though it may not be good for society. Yeah. Those are two different questions. <sighs> yeah, I know. Um uh, not to mention all of the reasons people get, oh man, this, <laughs> we have entered into a territory. Not to mention all of the reasons people get sent to prison and the yeah, the imbalance a, of who gets targeted who gets, uh, yeah. down racial lines and 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 um and the types uh, of crimes lines. that people yep and eco- yep. yeah exactly the, yep. the eco- and and maybe that's the one thing I think that this movie did not show yeah because they showed some other mm-hmm. parts of that is that. There is essentially, yes, a, a, a criminal justice system for people of means and wealth, mm-hmm. and one and one for people that don't have that. And yep. it's it's totally different. There, those are two <laughs> different worlds. And yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak from personal <laughs> experience. My my time in prison was not long. Um, <laughs> but no, I was able to afford good lawyers. I got yeah. Off. I I was yeah. <laughs> I loved. I, I loved. Escaped. Just 
briefly coming back to the movie, I loved the the line of like, why <laughs> yeah. are you in here? The yeah, short yeah. shared line of lawyer fucked me. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Hey, how about yeah. that? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but there's plenty of people that have been... Um, See that—that that was actually the most unrealistic part of the movie to me. Was the beginning where he's oh, like right. a rich banker, and like yep. <laughs> they have just the circumstantial evidence against him. Seriously, I wrote down in my notes, "Why are you even on the stand?" Yeah, you don't, like, you like don't get exactly. Up there. Yeah, that, that was those are those are those nitpicky things I, that I was like <laughs> off from the start, of thinking like that's not believable. <laughs> No. They're going to ask the defendant to, right. yeah. Like, he must have the worst attorney in the whole world. It's just like Con Air. I know. I was just thinking about I was, that. I was thinking, it was like, we've just returned to Con Air. Full circle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All, all we needed him to speak in that accent that <laughs> Cage used to oh, answer his questions. No. Ugh, um, no, so there. that that part I thought I'd call it bullshit yeah, on yeah, that because yeah. right, it's like right. there's no way yeah. this guy's going to like rich some banker. security. Yep, mm-hmm. forget that. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> regardless of that, um, that that no, part. but yeah, but again, coming back to sort of where we were going, right? Like, um, I don't know how much of this is intentional as a commentary on right our system and our culture and and society or how much is it needed for the way the story works but you know the corrupt warden the corrupt warden who by the way it you know presents himself as a extremely devout christian right like his first <laughs> yeah. thing is like there will be no blasphemy here all the other rules like figure it the fuck out you know <laughs> and then hands it over to the warden who is a evil sadist right um uh, so Hadley, you know, uh-huh. yeah, Hadley, um, which by the way, I read an interesting thing on him, I guess, uh, when, uh, Clancy Brown, the actor who played, uh, Hadley, uh-huh. um, apparently like he had a couple of corrections officers approach him like, Hey, do you want to learn more about what we do, how we do it and that kind of thing. And he turned them down because he said, no, 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 no. Like this is an evil character and I don't <laughs> want that to get, you know, misconstrued or tied up in like what, what you guys do. So, um, it's oh, funny anyway, but I, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm not sure how much of that is intended to be a commentary versus just for the sake of the story. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I it was a very obviously <laughs> believable yeah. character in the sense like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could totally see some sadistic guy just, yeah you know, a psychopath basically who Mm -hmm. should be behind bars, who's actually, and that's the thing. Most of the things that those guards did would have them land in jail. They just happen to be on the other side of the law, really. Right, right. And it's an interesting arc that his character takes in this because he's initially, he's, like you said, this sadistic, evil, power-wielding person who beats that guy to death on his first night. Oh yeah. Fat ass. Uh Fat ass credited as fat ass in the credits. You know, (laughs) he beats him to death his first night in prison. And then you get to the scene on the rooftop where, you know, Andy's like overhearing his conversation, by the way, I made a side note. So, so Hadley's talking about, 
my brother died. I inherited a bunch of money, but oh, the government's government's going to take a, a big pipe, a big piece. I'm like, dude, you are complaining an awful lot about thirty five grand that just got lap <laughs> <laughs> dropped in your lap. This is one of those like. Are you expecting your other fellow guards to like yeah, sympathize? Like, like well, oh man, you they, can't well, have they 35. It's like, you just won the lottery, man. And then he, st- he still then is complaining about no, it. No, I know. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, well, 20,000 is better than the nothing that you would have had. Zero thousand, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway, but, but it, you know, it kind of takes this arc where, you know, uh, Andy, Andy Dufresne, Tim Robbins helps him out with his situation. Right. And, and then, you know, Hadley becomes almost the advocate for him and solves the issue with the sisters, right? And, and right. Well, he beats yeah uh, Boggs, Boggs half to death, right? Right. Yeah. And then later becomes a bad guy again when he yes, shoots when he, the he kid, shoots, right? He shoots poor Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's it's interesting to kind of I I, I felt almost ambivalent toward him. Uh, through this movie because I felt like he's a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. Now he's a bad guy. Bad guy. He's yeah. just, I he, guess he's just a guy. He's, exactly. <laughs> he's just some guy. He's, he's just a part of the machine. And maybe that's the thing is, you know, he's just the hand of the system. You well, know? I mean, isn't that kind of like one of the, the themes of this yeah. movie is, mm-hmm. is that it like how it, the whole system dehumanizes yeah. you or, or, mm-hmm. or makes you at least, in a different type of human. Right. Um, right. A lesser. Or yeah. Or some sort of, whether you're on the inside and could go mm-hmm. home or on the inside and that is your home. Um, yeah. It, it changes everyone who goes there. Yeah. Except for one guy, I guess. Well, right. And, and that's, I think, you know, I think what's so, um, the key characteristic to Andy Dufresne's character is that while he is physically in prison, you know, mentally, it's almost like he's never there. Like he's always still living outside of the wall. Uh So, you know, they make red makes the point. Like he's just, he feels like he's just strolling around, you know, lost in his own thoughts. Um, there's the point where he's sort of like playing the game with the warden, but then, they get that shipment of records and now he's going to listen to Mozart. Like, you know, he, he's the one guy who, although is in there with everyone else, just is never sort of mentally present in that same place. And I think that's, that's a distinguishing characteristic of, of his character. (laughs) Uh, so, so Chris, uh, I am, Super curious if you found a key scene in this movie. I was racking my brain for what I would choose, and I have absolutely no idea um, what you've picked in a movie of, of so many really wonderful scenes. So <laughs> yeah, what, I know. What, what There's, did you choose? There, there, and I. If I just picked like favorite scene, it'd probably be different. But since mm. this is mm-hmm. the, but although I could argue this is one of my favorite scenes too. No one hears. Um, yeah, <laughs> I will tell you neither. No, I will. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Our show is ruined. <laughs> the screeching halt. Yeah. The, um, it's, I, there is, in order, all right, I'll, I'll it's kind of a, lo- not really a long key scene, but there is some mm. backdrop 
to the key scene that I think mm-hmm. is necessary. And um, it's when Brooks get that's it's not the, the key scene is not when Brooks gets released, but that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So we we see that Brooks goes through this process of like yeah. being you know he cannot handle life outside the prison walls. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no idea how to relate to the world. He's been in there. I don't know. Does it? He's he's been in there the longest. I guess is what yeah. we're supposed we're supposed to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andy gets. Then 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 he we, they Andy's reading the letter. He finds out he dies. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like like we're all very sad because we yeah. liked we liked Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andy gets this shipment of b- old books and records, right? Mm-hmm. And then he finds the um, what's it, the Marriage of Figaro, the the Mozart, yeah, yeah. Um, piece, and puts it on, and and mm. it's just like you know that's just like this incredibly powerful part mm-hmm. of the movie, which. You know, to me, didn't didn't need anyone to talk over, or say anything. I mean, just yeah. let just have it stand alone. Um, and then, of course, he, <laughs> we don't see, we don't see it, but I'm sure he gets the shit beaten out of him. And then right. he's in the hole for a long time, uh-huh. or whatever they call it. They call yeah. it the hole. Yeah, it's a hole. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought I was just making that up. <laughs> so then he comes back, and the key scene is when he's explaining, uh, like, yes. what. He's at the lo- uh-huh. he's at the cafeteria, the lunch table, mm-hmm. and he said that was the easiest time I ever spent. Mm-hmm. And like, like, and they're like, "What? You had music in there or whatever?" Like, somebody asked him. He's like, "No, it's in here." And he, you know, pu- touches his head and then he touches his heart and right. in here. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he's like, "They can't take that from you. That's right. yours to keep." And he's mm-hmm. instilling within them this idea that. Um, and that's the whole, to me, the whole point of the movie. And like, mm. we've talked about it, like he, he, you know, prison is of course the physical prison that they're in, but it's also yeah. a mental and spiritual and emotional mm-hmm. prison that, that this place does to you. Mm-hmm. Why, when you get out, you cannot relate to life anymore, like real mm-hmm. life. And, and I think he was, again, like the, the word hope and they're like, yeah, that's yeah. a real dangerous word to have here right like just that's not a good word in this place and but yet he's yeah. still even though he knows he's unjust he's not even supposed to be there right right um and he's still like that 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 whole part to me is kind of the theme of the movie it's that it's yeah. that it's that battle between good and evil that battle between despair and giving up and mm-hmm. hope and living and and everything that is worth living for and and in this case just the beauty of hearing like um a piece of music that mm-hmm. like you like i think the commentary that <laughs> red said is like i don't know what that yeah. those italian ladies are singing about but i don't want to you know yeah that uh-huh. there's some things that are so beautiful we don't mm-hmm. have words they don't need words or something like that and i thought right. that's just Stephen King, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he does thank you, Morgan Freeman, for, for saying that. Um, yeah. Well, and, and like uh, Tim Robbins has one of the most iconic lines in this movie, right? Better get busy living or get busy dying. Busy dying. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, uh, and that's it. And that's like, even though the, the, the buildup was very long to get to that point, but just mm-hmm. how just it just comes to the crescendo right there. I mean, you have to have, yeah. you have, to have those pieces. You have to have you see the little montage of of um brooks's mm-hmm. post um 
prison life. They have to have that, yeah. and then yeah. you have to have the music playing to cut, you know, to to kind of be the the anti the the antidote the mm-hmm. to counter to counter just because like everyone in the prison yard and the whole entire prison just freezes when the, yeah. that music that music <clears throat> is played. I I love I love this scene for a couple of reasons. Um, um, the the silly one is that the guard who is watching Andy while he's unpacking that stuff says one of my favorite lines in the movies, which is, "I'm gonna go pinch a loaf," <laughs> which is, is another, like, do people say that? I don't know, who but my wife that? went like, "Ew, what?" Jeez. That was the most disgusting part of the whole movie for her. Gonna go pitch love anyway. Uh, no, but yes, nobody says that. And he goes and reads like an Archie comic. Archie, an Archie comic. Yes, exactly. Um, but but yeah, then what what you're what you were saying is like you get these great shots of everyone in the yard just stone still watching and listening, right? And you know, this was a part where I really had. You know, I had to like s- sort of shut down my brain a little bit because my brain started going like, oh, come on, would they really do that? And then it's like, no, just shut the fuck up and like <laughs> appreciate this moment, you know? Um, uh, and, you know, e- even in retrospect, I don't know. I've, I've never been in prison. I don't know what it's like, so I can't, I can't identify, but I can't imagine like this would be a poignant moment, right? And folks would stop and and appreciate it's it's it breaks up the well the routine, the routine right which exactly was, which is what they live off of and yeah. this is this is a point where my wife and i had the conversation about yeah what happened if they inst- if they did introduce like mm. mozart or something mm-hmm. what would you know would that like it seems like such a small thing and yet it's a punishable offense in prison right. to play right. freaking mozart like Ugh. On yeah. the speakers, right? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that do people some good to hear like some uplifting music or see something beautiful or right? Yeah, and and y- you, know, you know, if we if we fast forward to today, right, it doesn't even have to be Mozart. It's like anything, <laughs> right? Could be Justin Bieber. Well, maybe not that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets back to the whole what are we trying to accomplish is this punishment or rehabilitation yeah are we you know? are we trying to take people who have harmed society yeah who deserve to be taken out of society for a period of time mm-hmm. and then are we trying to teach them how to be good citizens or yeah. is the purpose of just get these people off the streets crush crush them and then they mm-hmm. basically they'll return someday to prison and, and that's the that's what you know that's what that's what Brooks wants. He wants to go back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, no, I would argue that I, hmm, I, I sh- maybe I wouldn't argue, but I would guess. This is my own prejudice uh, creeping in here, but um, I would guess that a good percentage of the people in our country, if you really put the question to them, what they want is punishment. They want these, quote, these people yeah. to pay for what they've done. Um, and that's why I think, you know, moments like that in this movie are met with retribution, right? Like <laughs> Tim Robbins goes to the hole for 
does he is this the point where he goes to the hole for a month or maybe that's different but he well he there's a couple long yeah he gets yeah. i think he, he gets a couple long stays oh yeah <laughs> it's there. not this it's later when <laughs> it's later when uh uh evidence of his innocence comes out that's when he goes for the long stretch but yeah that's the longest one he has yeah, e- either way he is obviously punished for this um yeah, because they don't know what else to do, right? I mean, that's their right. only, like... And again, it just seems like so... Like, it's one of those... When you, when you think, like... it's To me, it's believable, for one. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. That's exactly what the warden and those crazy guards would react right. to. Right, you, right. You play, you play classical music, mm-hmm. will beat you to death and punish you. Because right. for some reason, for inside this internal crazy logic, mm-hmm. that's against against the rules. Right. But who right. knows why? I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's sometimes how life feels like. It's like these yeah. arbitrary commands that mm-hmm. I don't know. It probably, like I said, it'd probably be good to listen to Mozart, you know, mm-hmm. for an hour a day for everybody. Um, <laughs> but well, certainly, if you're if, if if you're doing time, I don't know what else, you know. Andy Andy plays the role in this movie that I think we see in a lot of movies as. He's the character that doesn't conform, right? He, he's, he's not. He's like I said. He's sort of like physically there, but not necessarily mentally there. And he's, he just hasn't adopted the mantle of conformity that everyone else has. Yeah, I, for the sake of preservation, right? Here's all right. So on that on that theme, mm-hmm. so I this movie came out when I was in seminary, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it with some some fellow classmates, mm. and somebody came up with the idea that since then I have actually read this. So I don't. Mm. So, but I'm going to give credit um, to Tim for this because I think he's the <laughs> one who originated. He should be famous. Mm-hmm. Is that Andy is kind of a messianic Christ-like figure in this, mm-hmm. who who's able to keep his himself like. You know, you know, like he helps out his friends. He doesn't want yeah. the beer, right? He yeah, just wants exactly. he, mm-hmm. he wants to do some good for these guys. Yeah, and uh, that and, makes him feel good, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And like what what did Red's commentary said? He only wanted to feel like normal again or mm-hmm. something. Like that was just right. a normal thing. But he, yep. he got not he got nothing out of it other than that. That he yeah. tries to be as you said, just like not he's there but kind of not there in a mm-hmm. sense. Um you know, compared to like the, you know, the warden who portrays himself as that kind of, <laughs> I mean, is essentially the Antichrist, right? Right, right? Who's who's who puts on the the facade of being like this righteous and good man who's anything but, right? Um, who's more like Satan? <laughs> I mean, to me, the the way people have carried this out is way too far. But mm-hmm. there there is this idea that he is. He's he is, they 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 do show him as different, mm-hmm. and you're right that there's um. He's able to at least see outside the walls right. of the of the prison, whatever mm-hmm. you want to whatever you want to call the prison of the soul or mm. mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let let's talk a little bit about the way the movie ends. Um, yeah, you know. I, it's a great, it is a great reveal, I think, when you find, when they go through 
how Andy escaped, and and you've got again, this is all Morgan Freeman uh, voiceover narration of what what has happened. Um, <clears throat> and then you get right, Morgan Freeman gets pardoned, red, um, and then he's on the outside, and it's paralleling, you know, what happened with Brooks What's earlier. Hap- yeah, well, that's just what we're led to exactly believe. That. Yeah, and a lot of the same feelings. You you get the moment where he's like bagging groceries and. He's like, uh, bathroom break boss. And the, 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 the guy at the store is like, you don't have to ask my permission. You just have to go. You know, that, that's not um, true. If you work at a grocery store, you totally have to ask permission. I was, I was thinking that too. Like, I'm like, like I don't, I don't no, think you can just you walk would. off. No, they're going to, they're going to charge you. You don't get a break. So that guy was lying. That, that, that actually bugged me. Uh, and then, like, it goes back to, you know, so this is going back to when Andy and Red are still in prison together, and they have the scene where they're up against, you know, they're leaning against uh, the yeah. wall, and, right. you know, that's where Andy has the line, like, get busy living or get busy dying, and that's when he says, you know, if you ever get out, go to this farm or this hay field and find this rock yes. and yada, 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 <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and so Red does, and he finds Andy on the beach at the end. Um, so, again, this is one of those, like, it's an extremely satisfying for an audience ending. These two guys get reunited, these two great friends. Um, and I have heard folks speculate that, like, is it supposed to be a dream, or is it heaven, or is it, you know, are they dead, or that <laughs> right. kind of thing? Yeah. Um you know, I don't particularly buy into that, but well, um, no, yeah. that yeah, that 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 wouldn't. It would be one of those things again. Movie makes a strange <laughs> hard left turn. Le- left turn. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would they do that? Like, yeah. there everything else is it would everything else is rooted in the reality of the the you know the the. Right championing championing the the soul versus the system you know Mm -hmm. i mean that's the whole point of it so if it's just an escapist dream that's just that's crazy yeah i hate those people who say that (laughs) what i i i like i mean for me it's like i like the ending because it makes me feel good um yeah uh, that said (laughs) the the notes that i wrote down in watching this because i am so bad with like memory and details in like passing comments. And he's like, (laughs) go to this farm. You'll notice it because it's a big tree. Like, is this the right tree? Is this the right farm? And then you'll find a rock. And I'm sorry, but like that rock did not stand out. No, (laughs) to me, it's just like, was that the rock? It's another rock. It just looks like the other rocks. How does, because he was clear. It's going to, he's like, it should stand out like it doesn't belong there. Yeah. But I wouldn't have thought that. I know. Yeah. So anyway, so that was my thought was like, just tell Red where you want him to go. Like, like, why make this big goose ch- wild goose chase that he's got to like hitchhike out to this farm, walk across all of these different properties to find this one spot to uncover, you know, a little bit of cash. Sure, tell me, t- send me to a PO box. Like, tell me what the PO box that has the cash that'll help me get down to Mexico versus this whole whole thing. Yeah, because. It- it works for the movie, but also I was like, man, if that were me, if I, if I was red, I would have been screwed. I would not have remembered the name of the well, town yeah, you were going right. to, anything else. Like, well, I guess, like, for that even to work, right? I was thinking <laughs> of this many times, yeah, like the, yeah. the, that, the, 
the last, the, you know, the third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. So Andy must have, of course, known that he was right. going to escape soon, mm-hmm. right? I right, mean, that, right. He, yep. that, that that was going to happen. Yep. Um, and that obviously he was telling Red this mm-hmm. in the hopes that it would, you know, well, that it would provide Red something to do when he <laughs> when he got out because he hadn't obviously put the he hadn't put the money in there yet so he right. was he was planning on doing He's it when he got there. a time traveler. Yeah, it was, it was a time travel movie. It's like we it's totally like, missed that. It's that moment in Bill and Ted's when they're like, "Well, I'll just tell myself to do it." Oh, here it is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remember to tell myself to put the money under the rock. Right. Hey, here's the money under the rock. <laughs> or it could just be like primer. Is this third red? Right. Or, and doing with dealing with second Andy. Or yeah. which one is it? So we don't know until the yeah. end. Yeah. So we did find out it yes, it was second Andy who left mm-hmm. it there for third bread. That's right. Um, but he, you know, he's assuming that he'll get out anyway. So I yeah, guess he was yeah. kind of <laughs> hedging his bets that that would happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also, yeah, that red would go, because I was, this, I'd be the same way. Like, I couldn't remember all those details. You told me once. And like, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember the town that he said he was going to meet him in. I'm glad I you wrote still that don't down. know. I, I, I did. I, yeah, I watched yeah. it last night and don't remember the name of the town. <laughs> I would have been hopeless in this. Situation. I would have been in Mazatlan and like probably not where I'm supposed to be. Right? I've got like 200 bucks in cash to get down to Mexico, and I'm not even sure if this is the right part of Mexico. Exactly. Much less just like strolling along the beach and oh, here's right. Tim Robbins polishing a boat. Sweet, lucky, I made it. Exactly. No, that's all in the sequel of the <laughs> Shawshank Redemption two. Two, two wacky ex-cons open up a <laughs> open up a resort. Oh my god. What could happen next? <laughs> the wacky adventures of this duo taking wealthy Indian Americans Reds, out yeah. on, on fishing on expeditions. Fishing, fishing trips. <laughs> tell you Reds about the amazing t- journey. Did I ever tell you about the time I was incarcerated for 40 years? <laughs> Like, uh, can we get off this boat now? <laughs> <laughs> We're both convicted murderers. <laughs> the only difference is one of us did it. <laughs> can you guess which one? <laughs> oh God, I want to see. I do want to see that movie. I want to totally want to see them. Why don't we write that script and send it's, it to? They're also alive. They could do it. They totally could. It, well, now it would be like you know. Um, like bad grandpas or something. <laughs> yeah, we could we could go that angle or grumpy old man or something. Grumpy old man. And, that's what I was trying yeah. to come up with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bad grandpa. <laughs> I was totally trying to come up with grumpy old man and I couldn't get there, so I said bad grandpas. <laughs> no, I went Captain Ron. I went Kurt Russell's Captain Ron. It's <laughs> Tim Robbins with an eye patch. Yeah. Her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they haven't done much lately. He should be on that. The other thing this. I the other thing yeah. I wrote down about the the finding of the note and the money for Red is oh this is like the first geocache. This is where it started. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Stephen King was a visionary. Stephen King, yes, he's uh, he's predicted everything. He is uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's prescient. <laughs> there's there's actually one other. <laughs> If I, if we're in nitpicky territory right now, <laughs> sure. Like, I love living in nitpicky territory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 
like prison inspections, I imagine, are a very usual thing. And yeah. they, they do them as a surprise to uh-huh. prisoners for some reason. Do they ever, like, in the course of, like, you're in prison for, like, 40 years. Do you ever <laughs> change prison cells? I mean, is that, like, or, well, or, get, a, or get a roommate or anything like that over time? I, I hope, well, okay, I shouldn't say I hope, because I'm not necessarily wanting to be on the side of the prison system here. But, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, would that be the lesson that I took away from this situation. <laughs> Let's rotate every six months. So Yeah, like, I, I assume that they do. I, yeah. I don't know, or that they yeah. would. I don't know, tear down the posters at some point. Uh, yeah, that the 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 hole being hidden behind the poster has always felt That's so <laughs> stupid. Like, do you remember like like being a kid, right? And like maybe I don't know, like having something you didn't want your parents to find or, or whatever. Never. Uh, you know never. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so tell okay. me about that. <laughs> but like that feeling of like I've got this thing under like a drawer and like every moment that like the parent is in the room with you, you were like, you can almost feel it emanating from them. Are they looking at the drawer? Are they like, I can't imagine being Andy Dufresne when all it is, is like a, a poster that could easily be concealed as contraband. And his yeah. entire escape idea is just it's right behind it. Sh- shot. I know because like you've been, you visited Alcatraz, right? Uh, no, I never have. What? Yeah, oh, never have. Gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, like you can go, you know, the movie Escape from Alcatraz, right? Yeah, it's yeah. based on a true story. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, and like it's a, it's a, well, for, it's believable for one because it actually happened. But like in that, it's like the cells are, you know, really sparse. Mm-hmm. And it's the same era, basically, that that right. happened. Mm-hmm. And, and like he had to like, the, he, this tiny, he covered up this tiny grate, mm-hmm. um, you know, like near near his sink that he could like crawl through and like do whatever he was doing. So mm-hmm. there was, it wasn't clearly like, yeah, just, I, I just put a big poster up here <laughs> 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 to hide a gigantic Tim Robbins shaped hole well, to crawl, to crawl through. <laughs> Tim Robbins shaped hole? You mean like the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid man yeah. breaking through? <laughs> just, and, and I'm sorry, Tim Robbins is a tall man, so that is a he big hole. He is a big hole. guy. Yeah, he he's is. like bigger than we are. Uh, giant I think he's like men. six five or something. But something boy, like I that. noticed yeah. it, that in this movie. Yeah, that yeah. movie when he's standing in the lineup, I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, coming back, like he, he yeah, he's in a prison uh, run by a warden who the first words out of his mouth are "Don't blaspheme here," right? And yeah, and so he chooses Rita Hayworth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how about a poster of the Bible? <laughs> something that will Which, be more likely not to that- be taken away yeah and that's the other thing they showed like the movie gilda in the prison that is crazy like they're just crazy doing that uh, that's what i'm saying prison doesn't seem that bad I, I, yeah like I could go there <laughs> like, seriously i don't know uh no, they sh- yeah they should not be showing rita hayward movies for those guys oh my god yeah <laughs> So, Glenn, we have looked at this movie backwards, forwards, upside down, inside out, and this is definitely one of the sacred cows of cinema. Yeah. So, do we think, though, in well, at least in your opinion, um, in your humble opinion, very humble. Uh, hey, hey, now. <laughs> 
sorry. All right, that was uncalled for. I stop. Did, that, I, stop, that went too far. S- stop stealing so, my arrogance. <laughs> so, sorry, let me start again. No. no. All right, no. All right, so Glenn, yeah. do you think it saved the world? I, uh, you know, um, I I do. Um, <laughs> And I have some reservations. Yeah. Like, like I can tell. <laughs> I do think it's a really wonderful movie. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy watching it. Um, I think, you know, it's a great portrayal of friendships and relationships that yeah. develop over time. Um, fully sort of developed characters and, and even the sort of supporting roles I feel um, are, you know, developed enough that, you know, for who they are and, and that kind of thing in the movie. Um, I think, you know, if the movie didn't intend to make a comment on sort of the prison system and rehabilitation and institutionalization and that kind of thing, I think it does it even if that wasn't as its intent. And I kind of feel like it maybe was, I, I think what's, a little bit challenging is um, as an audience, because this movie does feel so good and because this audience or because this movie has so much injustice in it that then gets paid off. Everyone gets their comeuppance. I I worry a little bit about sort of taking away from the message of these things are still problems. Like, like this is is still an issue. Right. And it's maybe, easy yeah. for an audience to sort of like say, Oh, well, everything turned out great in this movie. So it's fine that, you know, we're building more <laughs> prisons every day and incarcerating more people every day for what are ultimately like, you know, almost misdemeanor level crimes, but now it's your third offense. So you're in here for 10 years kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's another one of those situations where the movie may be trying to make a point that, but because it is such a wholesome and fulfilling tale, it, it almost undercuts that point or, or, or what people may take away from it. Um, but, yeah. but on the whole, I mean, I think, I think it's, it, it really is a great movie. And then like, you know, Tim Robbins is wonderful in it. Morgan Freeman is wonderful in it. Everyone is wonderful in it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, is it worthy of the number one spot on IMDb? I don't know that that's true, but it's still a great movie, and I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, I think if the movie, if we took it as, well, at face value, which is a story, mm-hmm. you know, it's a story about French, you know, it's essentially mm-hmm. a story about a, a, just a f- friendship. It's a good it, friendship. It's a wonderful a, be- friendship. but Between two characters that are interesting and... Yep. Um, you know, I don't, I personally don't buy the whole like Andy Messiah kind mm, of mm-hmm. angle, which, which some people have actually written about, which is mm-hmm. interesting to me. I don't think it goes that deep. I, you know, and I, you know, I think that doesn't do his character any, it doesn't do the story any service by, mm. by implanting yeah. <laughs> inception ideas that aren't. aren't <laughs> That I don't think were intended at all uh-huh, um, in the story, yeah. but you know, it's like any any work of art, right? People are going to come into it and bring their own whatever, mm-hmm. and I think that's somewhat was what's happened to this movie mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, um, it's interesting too that this this movie has no 
women characters in it at all really does it i mean you 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 see his wife in like a few 30 seconds of film there's no speaking roles for women no his wife who is just the cheating wife like that's yeah that's 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 her identity is that she and you know he kind of says yeah i was like a bad husband but still that's what her identity is right and being a murder victim (laughs) but there are no female roles at all in this movie yeah. yeah, this was very much commented on in my house as, household as we were watching this. And Interesting. Yeah, you're yeah, totally right. Yeah, I mean, it was it stuck it, out. It's noticeable to me. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I yeah, I thought that's really strange for a movie to have so much love behind it, where it's just right. A, it's just <laughs> it's just a man dominated movie. This, this movie can't pass the Bechtel test because there's no women no, in it. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that, I mean, that's crazy. It is, yeah. In a way. Uh-huh. I mean, not yeah. that you have to have, not that you can't make a movie like this, but I just mean a movie that's as loved as it is. Right, doesn't right, have a right. Really good ba- no. balance in that regard. A- absolutely. It gets back to, like, does it deserve the, uh, the, um, the pedestal on which it has been placed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, I, I do think it has so much good in it that it's definitely worth being in the being talked about as one of the great movies. But I, I also don't see it as like one, yeah. of the, one of the greatest movies ever made or anything like that. I like I'm very fond of this movie, but I would not put agree. It in that category. I, I, I feel like does it have a place in the top 100? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Top spot? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think so i mean predator belongs in the top slot <laughs> well that's that's top five <laughs> so i did give this a lot of thought about what would be what would be a would you rather where we don't have to choose how to our death, which is usually what I know, that's what the, we end up the doing. <laughs> theme of our "Would You Rather"s is how would you want to die? How would you want to die? So I'm not going to do that yeah. in this one. We're going to go in a new direction. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good. So, would you rather? And this does come from the movie, though, sort of. <laughs> so, okay. would you rather spend one year eating nothing but prison food, and the prison food that is, you know, you have to eat it when they eat it. I mean, you're at home, but you're only eating prison food, all right, for a year. Okay. Or would you rather crawl through five five football fields worth of human filth? <laughs> I knew that was going to come yeah. up. Well, of course it had oh, to. We had to bring it that up to, somewhere. Right? So I just love it how he described it as measuring in football fields, which is one of my favorite ways to measure anything. Like, I still can't I visualize how long five football fields is. Is that like... I don't know. Well, not, like, a, not only that, but he starts with 500 yards and yeah, he by says 500 what? yards, I mean five football fields. Like, yeah. And he's like, and then no he kidding. says, that's like a help. half a mile. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> how many inches is that? Okay. Morgan Freeman. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so what would you choose? How many inches? Yeah, I only know the metric system, so I have no basis so for in, reference. So in centimeters, that's about yeah. <laughs> and okay, remember, this so, is this is prisoners human excrement too this isn't just like going into a mall i mean wait is there is there wait are you suggesting that there's a difference in quality of excrement between well they have been eating nothing but prison food oh i see how it all ties together okay all right so 
<laughs> I can only eat prison food for a year. For a year. Or, or you could, or, or just however long that would take you to crawl through five football fields worth of prison excrement. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like the amount of vomiting I would do would probably take me a year to crawl through that much as we excrement. See, see um, Andy do when he's in the, yeah, the yeah, tube. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have my answer for you. Um, I'm not proud of this answer, um, but... <clears throat> <laughs> what I know about myself is <laughs> what I know about myself is I don't want to crawl under my house and my house under my house is relatively clean, <laughs> but I still don't want to do it. I think I'm going to eat the prison food. Um, <laughs> so, so would give I give me the year of, of tuna on toast, otherwise known as shit on a shingle. No. I'll take that. <laughs> versus crawling i could get it over within one night but i don't want to be there Uh, no it would not you would remember that for the rest of your life (laughs) i don't care freedom is not (laughs) worth it (laughs) what's it today salisbury steak (laughs) kind of some sort of brown protein that's what we call it (laughs) (laughs) all right so anyway uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I had to work that in somewhere. We hadn't t- we hadn't really talked about that, which is to me yeah. the, actually the most memorable scene in the whole movie, be- <laughs> oh, besides the sure. key scene. Yeah. Well, by the way, and and this is this will be off topic, but um, this is the other aliens tie-in from the last movie. Oh, you're right. right. This is Bishop oh, going through that. But thing. Bishop going through the thing. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Must, that is a common fear, I think, amongst many of us is <laughs> yeah. crawling through tiny places like that. My other comment was, I'm pretty sure you can't bash an Andy-sized hole <laughs> through a solid iron pipe with a rock. Rock. <laughs> just every time the thunder strikes, like, yeah, come on. Of- Think of how many times he had to wait around for like a thunderstorm before he could escape. Well, no, that and that was the other part that didn't make sense because like he, earlier that day, like was when Red and him had the conversation. Like, yeah, he had the conversation. He, he has he, timed he, this he, very well. <laughs> he got he got the rope from what's <laughs> yeah. his name, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it was perfectly right. yeah. That was like, and <laughs> lucky got, for him, there was a crazy thunderstorm. That night. He's got like the farmer's almanac to know like when the next <laughs> yeah. thunderstorm is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Glenn, for working with me through <laughs> Shawshank I'm, Redemption. So are I'm we currently what? eating prison food right now? <laughs> yes, you've now are starting today a year of prison food. God damn it! Yeah, well, I have regrets. I, I, <laughs> it's too late. Um, as usual, I am curious. What, what direction are we going next? What movie is next? A yeah. movies will save the world. All right. Well, I have picked one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I wow. bounced around quite a bit. I um, already did that. The, <laughs> <laughs> the theme that I've picked is uh, best like dark comedy or satire, black comedy. Um, okay. And this will be our first Kubrick film uh, for this, this show. So <laughs> yeah. what I have picked is the 1964 film dr strange love or how i learned to stop worrying and love the bomb (laughs) (laughs) oh this would be brilliant oh Uh, man also one of my 
favoritist movies one of my <laughs> favoritist directors so this will be really curious i love this movie so much and um there's so much to talk about here um but i haven't yeah i haven't seen it like in two weeks so this is <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago on my birthday sorry children on my birthday i was like i want you all to watch a movie with me that's what i went for my birthday and i made them all sit down and watch this movie wow <laughs> and you know some like of them super, liked it you're a super dad you know that <laughs> no one ever tells you that we still every once in a while co- quote from this like you can't fight in here this is the war room war <laughs> See, you did bring that to your children. Good for I you. know, yeah. All yeah, right, I'll have to make my kids watch it. They've never yeah, seen it. I can't wait to see this again. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, so, yeah. Awesome. All, All right. right. Thank you, Glenn, for picking that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Yes. As always, uh, this was a lot of fun to go back to and sort of explore, you know, how, how much does this movie hold up? So I appreciate yeah. the suggestion. It was a good thing to talk about. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And All right. Very, well, very next, redemptive. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we will embark on our journey down the Kubrick Lane with the 1964 <laughs> movie, Dr. Strangelove.